Welcome. Welcome, friends, to Spiritual Caffeine, the spiritual energy podcast that's good for you. Well, all I can say is, oh my heavens, can you believe this journey that we're on right now? And it's good, and it's bad, and it's everything in between, and there's so many things we're learning. Hey, hold on. my friends are you holding on (laughs) because there are angels on their way even if we're not in the middle of a COVID-19 thing going on there are some days where it's just by the fingernails right and other days where you actually feel like there are angels around you and it's all good I hope that wherever you are right now and whatever your thing is that you're dealing with with this new state of things that you know that there is access to uh, extra help. Today we're going to talk about this whole idea of our journey home, quite quite literally, and our eternal home. I'm thinking specifically of how we have that longing and that yearning for an environment that we can feel at peace in, because home can be chaotic and it can be quite quiet as well. If you haven't had a chance, there's a very funny home edition that Jimmy Fallon is doing right now from his home. He's broadcasting and his his girls are the band. They're the Roots band and his wife is the camera person. I'm thinking with her iPhone. I don't know, but it's hilarious, particularly episode two, because they're just getting their feet wet on how they're going to go about doing this. And there is a little bit of fun chaos going on, which he's just dealing with beautifully. Like one of the kids is poking their heads in front of the camera, which so reminded me, time warp, of my oldest son, Christian. And every time we would get out the video camera, because back in the day, we didn't have our iPhones, right? Boom. If we were filming anything, I don't know where you would come from. Just boom. There's his head. Right? In front of the camera. And one of his girls did that. Is it going to be perfect? Really, this is yeah. Respite, is right? there going to be We're family waiting for you? To our I can't wait home. to see my daughter and other people that I love and the people that I don't even remember that I love. So while I know that seems so far off in the distance, and I mean, you don't even know, right? When our, our appointed time comes, but while we're here in our temple is it I love be the idea yeah. of is there going imperfection to be being totally okay? Can't wait to see my daughter and other people that I love and people that I don't even remember that I love. Don't you wish you had a so crowd well, cheering for you every time so you made a mistake? Off, like you're still cool, I mean, you're still okay. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that should be a new word. Imperfection. I'm going to start using it in our temple home. Okay, so yeah, imperfection. Our imperfect homes. I'm a realtor by day, by night. I'm a podcaster. Yay! 
and Don't even back when I was just not even a real full-fledged like teen, maybe about 14, cool, okay. I was obsessed with the <laughs> idea of a, a home and how you could have an imperfect home, even okay, a really so rundown home, and make it beautiful. I used to watch Bob Villa I'm on This Old House uh, by PBS day, way by before night. HGTV. <laughs> And it just boggled my mind how he could take these and tools even back when and turn I was just a, not even a real an ugly staircase into something gleaming and gorgeous with the wood grain and, and how you could have restoring it basically home, to a really its home original it beauty. Beautiful. And back then, I, used to watch I was just starting to grasp the idea that things didn't Way have to be perfect HGTV. in life for them to be and beautiful. And that, could take these metaphorically speaking, and a, you know, a home that was a, run down and falling apart, Bob Villa could take this home on this old house and just turn it into this gorgeous piece of work. It but it was this process. And sometimes, and not him, because I he's Bob Via and he's got a show to produce. But many of us take a long time and to turn something metaphorically speaking renovation and restoration. And uh, I mean, we're doing this at Lake Temple right now. It's going to take four years to renovate this store, that beautiful edifice. But when we think of it as a metaphor for our lives as well, it's an entire lifetime plus. But our mortal life plus, because we're still going to continue to create and renovation improve and, and grow uh, and yeah, become I mean, we're doing this, this like amazing right perfect version of ourselves eventually but being okay edifice. with what the journey looks like in the process is a concept well, i've been working on all pretty much all my life <laughs> lifetime plus right our mortal life Plus, One of my most favorite quotes by C.S. Lewis is what I used to call the cottage palace and quote, and, and I guess over the years it's gained a little traction, so you might have heard this, but it's certainly worth hearing again. But being okay with Imagine yourself as a like living house. Is a God comes in to rebuild that house. Life. <laughs> At first, perhaps you can understand what he is doing. He is getting the drains right and stopping the leaks and the roof and so on. Well, you knew those jobs needed doing, so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably. It does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? Imagine yourself the explanation as a is that he is God building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here. He's putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, so making courtyards. You thought so you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a, a palace. Abominably. He intends to come and live in it sense. himself. What on earth Whenever I do? want to say, what in the, the world are you doing, Heavenly he Father? Building quite a different house from I the one you thought. try to remember Throwing that, out a new maybe here, not this particular quote, but just the truth there, that towers, his ways are not our ways, and he views things so differently than we do because of his cottage, divinity and his perfection and his understanding of the great plan, his plan, and our own individual plans within that greater plan of salvation. I so uh, this time that period that we're in is a pretty the amazing time period to be able to try maybe just so in a different way of his changing your lens a bit and his perfection as to his what his work and his glory plan, is at this moment in time for you and for all of his children within that as we are readjusting 
within so, our homes, uh, this time our journeys, that we're in, and sometimes our journey somewhere else. Time period to be able to try maybe just in a different way, changing the lens a bit as to what is making his glory is at this moment in time for him. Tevya, his family, his community are all asking, where else could Sabbath be so sweet? I mean, they're really asking. And I get it. Change is hard. And it's easy to think sometimes, where else could it even be better where we, we can just be happy? It's human nature to not want things to change on journeys. Right now, my youngest son is experiencing a little bit of a blip. His family, on his, his community are almost asking, journey, they're awaiting right now so to be able to really leave asking. the country that he's serving in, Jesus in South heart. America, along and with all the other missionaries in that country. And they will we be having quite an adjustment on their journey back here to their it's country of origin, to their to homes temporarily, where right a lot of them are going to get reassigned within the United States, again to another temporary home, right? On his And others will be released from their missions much earlier than they thought they would be. The country that it's certainly not in, their perceived plan America, A, right? Along with all the in other life, we do have that country. the plan A that was and in our brain. They What's that joke? Having quite an life on is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Origin, right? to their homes and there is plan B, there's plan C. Oh my goodness, I've gotten to plan L, M, N, O, P, or Z. I don't even know. And others will be released. I think of people in the Book of Mormon, too, that have not it's had certainly not the plan A, plan a right? and, and really what did they do when life did not go according to what they thought it was life going to be, for instance, when you're Lehi and his family. <laughs> so if you can and imagine, plan B, plan C, you're, you're loving your home, everything's pretty good, although you've got these warnings and you believe Lehi and you believe Jeremiah, and now the Lord tells your family, let's pretend you're in Lehi's family, that you've just got to go, and you've got to go into the wilderness. So you're having to choose. To Am I going to, to continue instance, on my journey, step out in faith into the unknown, so if you can and imagine, just believe that the Lord has got your us, home. Everything's and pretty that good, we will be okay living in this tent, and we'll be okay just following his direction. Because it's certainly not the plan A, right? And I look at life as just a series of, oh, that was plan A. That worked out perfectly. Perfectly, just how I imagined it, because for whatever reasons, things aligned, and uh, that is what happened. But so many times, it's not the plan A, and then we're asked to be creative. Wow, what can you do with this space on your journey to create plan B, C, L, M, N, O, P, or Z? And when we read about this journey that Lehi and his family and others took from a historical perspective, it's easy for us to go, oh yeah, good thing you guys are going, whatever reason Jerusalem's about to be destroyed, and guess what you're going to miss out on? Hey, you're going to miss out on fiery sieges and destruction and being carried away off into Babylon as captives. So so yeah, it's great that you're leaving now. And when we read and about I sometimes don't you wish that you could just after you make a decision that's a really hard decision to make of like a leap of faith go, oh, in your yeah, journey you that you could just immediately see what the result would have been and sometimes we are shown out. Hey, you're gonna miss out on mm, but fire, most of the time we're not and destruction. But and this is where our stillness comes in and are really sitting and communing with God so, and yeah, listening it's to great Him because if we can it, it all get a sense of what He is trying to create really that is so helpful in our journey. In and journey, then we can be like the people who believed in Jesus before He even came. Let's read some words of Nephi. 
in the end of Second Nephi, and of course now they're in the Promised Land at this point, and he's about to finish with his writing, and he says uh, in Second Nephi 31, verse 20, Wherefore, ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting on the word of Christ, and ye enter to the end, behold, thus saith the Lord, sorry, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. This can be kind of discouraging, but only if you think of it in the sense of when he says, having a perfect brightness of hope, does he mean that your hope never fades one little tiny iota, it's always shining super brightly? Or does he mean that you're relying on the perfect one? to help sorry, your say the faith Father, and your hope have be brighter this as it starts to dim. This is a time when there's all kinds of reasons for our perfect brightness of hope to dim a little bit. And then likewise, maybe when their light can shine a bit, they see something that someone else has put out there and it buoys them. And again, this is what the plan is designed to do, right? We're meant to connect and we're meant to help share our light with this each other, when and especially when we're in different circumstances, and life is not the status quo. And the first episode, likewise, which was finding your pause button, was all about taking advantage of this slowdown time, of this pause, and one of the things we can do within that time is finding more of a stillness and more of a mindfulness in the way that we actually interact with other people, especially since it's kind of different interaction right now. One of those ways is by slowing down and really seeing somebody, whether you're face-to-face with them or you're talking with them on a Zoom chat, or they're actually quarantined with you or semi-quarantined with you in your space, or they're across the world, whatever way that we're connecting in in this time and in the future, really, truly seeing somebody, especially since it's kind of different. Read a little excerpt from Thornton Wilder's classic Our Town, because one of my favorite takeaways from this play is uh, when Emily is now being given this opportunity to relive or re-see. She's viewing a day in her life and she chooses a birthday when she's younger. I think she's like 10 or 12. I can't remember, but she's revisiting this day and she's watching everybody go through this day. And it's just an ordinary day, except it is her birthday, but they're going about their ordinary everyday tasks and not really seeing each other. And it's breaking her heart because she really wants her mom to look at her while her mom's busy in the kitchen. She wants other people to really slow down and it's not already slow it's this slow little in New England right it's not fast paced like it is now but you're still not really slowing enough in the moment to be 100% present and look at each other and she's now quite sad and upset that she's even decided to go back in time and look at this day because the other people the other spirits with her have warned her about this that it it wasn't a good idea and she says it goes so fast. Right? We don't have time to look at like one another. Now, but then she's like, you know, really crying and she's now saying goodbye to the world and she's saying goodbye to all the things that she loves. They're so simple. And she's 
clocks ticking, and mama's sunflowers, and food, and coffee, and new ironed dresses, and hot tubs, and sleeping and waking. And then she says, oh, Earth, you're too wonderful for anybody to realize you. And then she says to the stage manager, do human beings ever realize life while they live it every, every minute? And of course, the stage manager says, no. And food and the saints and poets, and maybe they do some. And, tubs and, and I think, and wow, thank you so much, says, oh, people that stop and make us think and see and, and listen. And she bless says, you, writers. Bless you, saints. Bless you, three-year-olds. Bless you, people that tell the truth. And bless you, people that find humor in the truth. <laughs> which can sometimes be hard. Maybe they do and so. thank you, everybody, who's like think, taking the time wow, to create and send so amazing things out there. And, and that can be anything, listen. right? That can be you, writers, bringing anything into existence that wasn't there before, whether that's just roles. making a smile of happen on someone's face or creating a meme or commenting on someone's post or finding some way to make someone's moment just a little bit better. Whether you had that conscious thought or you just instinctively to create did it, and send that is creating things out there. Surprise! And, 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 oh, you! Surprise! That's not really a surprise because you've been home for two weeks. Hey, happy unquarantine day! Elder, I mean not Elder Spencer Sanders. Oh my gosh! Tell me about your whole life, sir. Whether you had that conscious thought or you just instinctively did it. That Tell is me crazy. about this plan. What plan are you on? Your plan surprise! Oh, this is my plan you... B. Surprise. That's not really a surprise because you've been home for two weeks. <laughs> hey, yeah. happy unquarantine day. Elder Thanks. I mean, Fine. Yeah, well adjusted Andy. now. And, oh my gosh. Uh, Tell me about just getting ready to go back out as soon as possible. Life, but just we don't know when that's going to be, so I'm just, just kind of. Chilling here, practicing the piano, getting a job, and doing things. <laughs> so plan C is uh, is what? Uh, I don't have a plan C. Wait, we're in plan B right now. So what's plan C? And just getting ready to go back out as soon as possible, but I do not have one. To go plan back B out. Is, plan C is well, no, this is plan B still because I'm here now. And plan B is going ahead. Huh. Going back out. Oh, I thought so that was plan C. C is, okay. Uh, All right, gotcha. You know, conference was amazing uh, last C. weekend. Do you have Wait, we're anything in plan right that you would like so to share with anybody C? that's dealing with like um, their plan B or C or whatever it is? <laughs> we're I do not have. Yeah, something that I to go back got out. from plan C is Elder Oaks and I think Elder Stevenson too during this conference was just. The advice to trust in God okay. because right, he knows gotcha. what's best. You know, and was amazing even last we weekend. have no idea what's Do going on, he has a clear plan and that's um, like, um, he will continue to guide us in the direction that is best for us. So, yes, even though we're under quarantine and even though um, Oaks, life is a lot different than it was right now, there's still lots of ways we can make it really good and just take advantage of this situation. Um, for different reasons, and even when we so have no idea what's that would be on, my biggest piece of advice. And yeah, and I think uh, in conference, the one thing that I really took away from that was uh, President Nelson asking us to hear him, like do whatever it takes to hear him better, and not speaking of himself, but speaking of Christ.
Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Sanders, soon to be again, I guess, Elder Sanders. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and I think uh, in conference, well, I really complete transparency. Is, I'm not sad at all about Plan B, having him here for a while, him. but I'm also very excited for his plan C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, and all the other rest of those plans that happen on our yeah, journey cool. back thank you. to thank our you very real much. home. Uh, I have been so touched by the this really awesome Facebook group that was created I want to say maybe six days ago I'm not sure exactly but it's been a very short period of time a missionary who's out there who has access to social media created an amazing page called Worldwide Fast April 10th referring to the fast that just happened on Good Friday today is Saturday tomorrow is going to be Easter and this was the fast that President Nelson invited the entire world to join in no matter where they were in their faith and it was unbelievable to me to see the many people from all over the world, all different kinds of faiths, people that are members of the church, people that are inactive members of the church, people that are ex-members of the church, people who are agnostic, who are atheist, people who are of the Muslim faith, of the Catholic faith, of a non-denominational Christian faith, uh, just the most amazing spectrum of people that I could ever have imagined, all coming together, five hundred thousand plus people on this Facebook group. You can go there and read the posts that have occurred just within a seven day period of time. They're incredible. Also, I went there today just to kind of, it's just so uplifting to read some of these posts again. I'm going to end today by reading one that was written by Lindsay Smoot Hadley, new member, just at five hours as of this Saturday. You can and don't know anything about her other than her post touched me very much. And uh, before I read that, there is a new Facebook group also, now that this elder has created. And he says, his name's Elder Lee, Elder Taylor Lee. He says, thank you all for your participation in this world fasting. And he goes on to say how amazing it's been. And then he's created a new Facebook page called Hear Him. And don't it's about her been created for those who wish to join a community more focused on Jesus Christ. This group will allow discussion of ways we can approach Jesus Christ and strengthen our relationship with him. All are welcome to join. So maybe some of those 500,000 plus people that joined in the last seven days for the fast will want to continue a discussion. Um, and I would imagine that the Worldwide Fast page will also continue because there was a lot of amazing connection happening there from all walks of life, you guys, all religions, all peoples, all over the world. Amazing. So All right, so let's end this podcast about our journey home and our way home with kind of tying in with what uh, Mr. Spencer Sanders just said, uh, one of his takeaways from conference, uh, aligning our will with Heavenly Fathers and listening to hear him. Lindsay writes, even in my most heartbreaking moments of doubt, I have found myself pleading in prayer, sometimes only in my heart, but most always on my knees in desperation. There's something so humbling about the reaching out to God and the reaching up for his response. The very act is an acknowledgement of our need, our utter dependency, and ultimately our hope. One of the greatest tests of faith is how sometimes these prayers are answered in demonstrative 
creative and miraculous ways, and sometimes they are not. The default of the faithful is to trust God's will and always give him the benefit of one's doubt. My life has shown me that it's a hero's mark to press forward in faith, and yet doing so is an undeniable meek thing to do. The paradox in believing is that it is our very doubt that makes our faith so exquisitely powerful. If we didn't have doubt or uncertainty, our faith would be unnecessary. This, and then she has this cute little picture of her son. I don't know, it looks like he's three or so. It's darling. This is an image of my son with the pure, perfect, and submissive faith often embodied by children. I honestly can't think of anything more beautiful and sacred. I'm grateful for this chance to join with you to join you all with my faith. Thank you all for edifying me with yours. Let us be tender with our doubt when it manifests and treasure our faith when it's amplified. Love you all. Thank you, Lindsay. Don't know where you live. Don't know who you are. Don't know what your beliefs are other than you do believe in God, obviously, and in trusting in His will. But thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone to who posted on this page. And thank you, Elderly, thank for creating you for it. Me with yours. What a wonderful thing to bring into existence that was not there before. And, treasure and thank you so very much for listening today and joining me. Thank and for those of you who have listened to other episodes, all two of them, and for sharing and for liking, really appreciate that. Thank you. And now I'd like to leave you with just a little, I don't know, prayer, I guess, uh, for our journey back to our real home and for this time that we are now journeying or sojourn within our home. Listen to other episodes, all two of them, and for sharing and for liking. Really appreciate that. Oh Lord, to dwell
Dana Bishop Sanders. Have a fab day.